This is What's Working, a show about the realities of life at work. These are true stories recorded in the offices that inspired them. This podcast is brought to you by Managed by Q, the first tool designed for workplace teams. Hey everyone, it's Emily. This week's episode of What's Working is very special because it's our season finale, which is so crazy to say, but what better way to wrap season one of this podcast than to talk about office holiday parties. And boy, do we have three amazing stories for you. When I was thinking about all of the office holiday parties I've gone to over the years, I kept coming back to the first, my very first office holiday party. I was working for two, three guys who were like older than me, had kids and families, and it was just the four of us, so it was a small operation. And we were going to this really nice dinner together. They were bringing their wives, and they, I think, kind of wanted me to feel comfortable and didn't know if I was dating anyone. So they were like, you know, you can bring a plus one. So I was not dating anyone at the time, but I did want to bring someone because I didn't want to be alone there. (laughs) So I asked uh, this guy, this ding dong, to, to be my date. And I knew him in college, but we weren't that close. Anyway, I get to the restaurant. He was to meet me there and we're all there and seated and he's not there. And he's, the minutes are going by (laughs) slowly and slowly. He's not coming. He's not showing up. Everyone's kind of getting uncomfortable. And I'm like, you know, we can order without him. It's totally fine. I'm furiously texting him under the table. Like, where are you? What's going on? No response, nothing. He shows up an hour late, comes through the door, doesn't say, oh, sorry, I'm late, or apologize in any kind of way. He just looks at me, is like, hey, hey, sits down, doesn't even introduce himself, and just orders a beer. I was so embarrassed and promptly yelled at him after (laughs) that But that sort of scarred me from ever bringing a a plus one to any kind of office holiday party. I mean, I know it's kind of my bad because I should have known not to bring him. But, man, that was so embarrassing. We have three great stories for you about office holiday parties. Enjoy. My name is Melody Gambino, and I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Cutover, which is a work orchestration and observability SaaS platform. So I've worked in startups for the last 10 years of my career, and one thing that I've noticed is marketing always gets put in charge of the holiday parties when you're a small company and Mm. you don't have internal comms or HR yet. So sometimes I take the reins and sometimes I delegate. And I've had somebody try to get a little too creative with what we do for a holiday party. And I've learned that it's best to just keep it simple (laughs) because this person one year booked us as a company to go to Queen of the Night, which is one of those like interactive nighttime shows. Immersive um, theater. Yes, immersive theater. The acting is going on, but the 
audience is part of the show. Right. Too. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And they are owned by the same ones that do Sleep No More. Sleep No More. Thank you. Right. Which is an interactive Macbeth yes. play. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we went to Queen of the Night. None of us really did our homework and knew what to expect. We're right. just like, oh, we're going to a show. Like, yeah. just, you know, and they're going to serve us food while we watch the show. Like, yeah, why, why do your homework? Right. Why, why bother looking, Googling it? <laughs> <laughs> so we show up, and the first thing that happens is one of the sales guys gets brought onto stage sat in a chair and full on made out with by one of the (gasps) actors. And he was really sick that day. And so all I could think about was the germs that were being passed. And I turned and everybody looked so horrified by what was happening. And it was just a precursor of what was to come because (laughs) there was just nonstop sexual activity (laughs) happening, which is not something you want to be able to say about your holiday party. with your colleagues and coworkers. And especially, you know, if something like that does go down, usually it's in the shadows or, you know, at the end of the night, you know, with whoever stragglers are left. This was, you know, company-sponsored, and we were... Right at the beginning of the night. Right at the beginning. We were paying for it. And it was just the most awkward thing. And I remember looking around and seeing some of the senior (laughs) leaders trying to, like, shift in their chairs, like, okay, how quickly can we get out of here without it being weird? Is it weird if we stay longer? Right, right. (laughs) It was something that was spoken about for a while afterwards, and very quickly we decided that any group event after that was just going to be drinks. (laughs) Just kidding. Keep it simple. Yeah, just open just. a tab at a bar, <laughs> order some chicken wings and nachos, and that's it. Keep it simple, as simple as possible. So Stop funny. trying to be so creative. <laughs> My name is Eli. I work for a media startup company. A lot of companies in this industry all have, you know, holiday parties, and I feel like there's always uh, an acceptable level of debauchery right. that just kind of goes on. And um, <laughs> this party was no different than any of those other ones. Yeah. Before. They they rented out this pretty big venue mm-hmm. um, somewhere in Brooklyn, really big space. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't in an area that was had a, that had a lot of like foot traffic outside and. And that will become important in, the, in a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, we get to the party, and a couple of my coworkers want to, you know, introduce something a little bit more fun to the situation. Uh, we kind of noticed people weren't really doing a lot; it wasn't, wasn't really a lot of fun. And so uh, someone suggested, "Why don't we buy some cocaine?" That's a party drug. Yep, that's the one everyone uh, goes to, and it's that acceptable level of like, okay, like you're you're doing a drug, but it's not. It's not totally insane. And sure. In my industry, a lot of, plenty of people <laughs> uh, partake. So yeah, so we uh, call up one of his drug dealers. They come promptly. About probably like 15 minutes later, we were all just kind of amazed. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> incredibly prompt. Yeah, yeah, good service, I guess. Um, and so he shows up, uh, do the deal, whatever, done, and then 
now it's time to do the drugs. And so we go to the bathroom and there's just like the longest line there. And we're like, okay, like not only do we want, not want to wait in this line, but one of my friends peeked in there and they're like, it's not a great bathroom to do cocaine. <laughs> so we go outside. I don't know why we did that, but we did it. And so we just kind of walk around the corner. I don't know why we thought walking around the corner would be a, would be enough. Maybe we should have gone a little bit more out of the way. And um, I was the first to, to go. And so I took out a pair of uh, keys, as they mm -hmm. do. Uh, and I dipped my key into the tiny little vial. And as soon as I did that, an unmarked police car <gasps> rolls up on, on the curb. <gasps> like, I mean, it was really aggressive. Like, and I, I don't know why they had, they felt like they had to do that. But uh, yeah, they rolled up on the curb, they get out and here I am just with like a, holding up a little tiny vial of cocaine with a key in it. And, uh, and so he, he arrests me uh, in front of all my oh friends. Oh my God. And the worst thing too is um, I can see one of, uh, not one of my bosses, but someone else's boss uh, on the corner, maybe like 50 feet away, having a cigarette and just watching all of this go down. It was mortifying, of course. Yeah. Um, but a lot of other things were going through my mind, like, oh, my life is over. My life is over. Sure. My life is over. This happens at a holiday work party where I am so exposed at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was very scary. And I remember the police officer yelled at me, you think you're the wolf of motherfucking Wall Street? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, no, How sir, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just an idiot. And he's like, yeah, you're an idiot. Get in the car. And oh he arrested me and my other coworker, throws us into a jail cell in somewhere in Brooklyn. And, and jail is, I don't know if you've ever been to jail. No. Nope. You've ever been? No. I haven't. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, it, it's pretty much what you imagine jail is like. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say maybe three times worse. It smells Oof. like urine. Uh, it smells like other things. Yeah. It's bad. And um, so we're in there for about three hours. Uh, about an hour two or so. Yeah. Uh, one of the police officers that arrested me walked up to the jail cell holding a business card. And I'm like, oh no. That business card is probably from the company I work at. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. I, so he's like, he's like, hey, oh, hey, see. buddy. Uh, the people at this, uh, he says the name of the company, he's, uh, they want you to give them a call once you get out. And I was like, oh God. And so I take the card on the back of it. It says human resources. So I'm like, oh my oh, God. No. And it just confirmed all my worst fears. Right, of I was course. Like, That's the last thing like, you yes. want to get in the jail cell. <laughs> right, right. They let us out. He gives me back my phone, all the rest of my belongings. Yep. And I turn my phone on and there is a missed call from a number I don't know and a voicemail. Here it is, Eli. Time, time to, to face the music, as they say. So I, uh, I listed the voicemail, and it goes something like this. They're like, hey, Eli, um, just want to say you're okay. We just want to know how you're doing. Let us know how you're, if you're okay. Give us a call. We'll see you at work on Monday. <laughs> so I just let out a huge sigh of relief. Um, I was... I was Pretty, this is pretty early on in my career, and I didn't really know this at the time, but the industry I work in, they're pretty like relaxed about things. Mm -hmm. This isn't the worst thing right. that could happen right. to someone, especially at a holiday party. I think they're, they expect oh, yeah. crazy, way, crazy way stuff crazier, to go. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, actually, 
uh, I remember someone told me after I got out, <laughs> after I got out the slammer, as they say, <laughs> <The> slammer. Uh, <laughs> that someone really high up in the company was giving a speech that night at the party and told a crowd of maybe like 300 people, however many people worked at my company, just kind of checking in, making sure everyone's having fun. He was like saying something like, hey, everyone having a good time tonight? And everyone's yeah. like, yeah. And he was like, bullshit, I don't believe you because one of you had so much fun that they got into jail tonight. But don't worry, he'll be back with us. <laughs> oh my God, so it was like a, a point of pride. Yeah, he was like, none of you are partying that hard. <laughs> You're you not partying hard enough until you're fun. all in jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jeremy. I do marketing for TV shows. My first job in New York City was working at a talent agency. Um, I was an assistant to one of the theatrical agents. I started that job in October, I want to say. And so one of the first big, like, events to happen as a whole company was the annual office holiday mm. party, mm -hmm. which many offices have. Yep. I've since been to many a holiday party. Um, this first one though, I think in my mind, I wanted to show everyone that like, I was a lot of fun. Cause like you start a new job and mm -hmm. you are a little closeted in yourself. Yeah. Um, and when you actually have a drink with a colleague, that's when you really the truth comes out. Um, <laughs> and at the time, I think I was like 20, I was 22. Um, so I was at this company from 22 to age 25. And um, as a 22 year old, you kind of just want to have a good time. Yeah. Like living in New York City, first job, first time making money that you can yeah. spend. Um, first office holiday party. First office holiday party. Yeah. So I find out that the office holiday party is going to be held at this like nice restaurant. I think I dressed up probably more so than I should have. And people started drinking at the office before we went to this restaurant. Yeah. Like in the kitchen, they had like some wine out. And I was like, ooh, wine, like why not? Um, so I start getting pretty chatty with some coworkers. My, uh, the girl who worked next to me, who was uh -huh. an assistant who sat next to me, um, she's now a very close friend of mine. But at the time, like, I think it was probably the first time where we actually like bonded and had a conversation. Mm -hmm. And we together go to this holiday party. I proceed to black out pretty quickly. Because um, I had probably had two glasses of wine at the office, mm -hmm. another two, and just like probably not eating that much, um, and just get wasted. There was a, for some reason in this random restaurant, there was like a hard hat that was on display. Like on a pedestal, they had like a random hard hat, which in hindsight is probably like when they broke ground on this restaurant, someone wore that hard hat. Kind of weird, but okay. It Whatever. is what it is. So I take it and start wearing it for a little while. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have every single person at this company wear this hard hat and I'm gonna take a picture of them wearing it, which I did. <laughs> so that was really weird. So I wake up the next morning mm -hmm. in my apartment, thank God, and I am in no shape. So I think the office party was on a Thursday, mm. and so it was Friday morning. So rude. So rude. Yeah. Like, office parties should be on a, Friday. on a Friday night to let everyone blow off some steam and let loose. <laughs> right. And then, like, have no worries the next day. Right. And at least, like, if you have worries, 
people will forget things that exactly. happen over the weekend. Let, let 48 hours pass. Exactly. Or more. Or more. So in this instance, though, I had to go to work. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think I woke up and vomited. Like, life, mm. it was not good. So I called this girl who, for the first time now, we were, like, kind of closer. And I was like, I'm not gonna come in. Like, I just feel terrible and, like, a little embarrassed, but not sure what I'm embarrassed about. Right. And um, (laughs) so she's like, okay, like, that's fine. You should tell. And on this week, um, the head of the company, the president, who I was Mm. also the assistant for at the time, was in that week. And he was like, you should, she was like, you should tell him that you're not going to come in. And so I called him and for the sake of the story, we'll call him Mr. Bojangles. Okay. <laughs> it was like, Mr. Bojangles, you throw a really good holiday party. I can't come into the office. I'm like really hurting from last night. And he was really fine with it. He was like, okay, totally fine. Um, so after that, I then called my friend again. And I said, I talked to Mr. Bojangles. I said, I'm not going to come in. Um, and she was like, okay, just so you know, like, some stuff happened last night and you should probably come in at the very least to just like show you're alive or like maybe defend yourself. <laughs> I was like, like what? Oh, no. <laughs> she goes, allegedly you shit in a linen closet. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will just preface all this by saying that's not something I would do. Like, I'm fine with going to the bathroom in restaurants or wherever, but, like, where there's a toilet. Um, So I said, I didn't do that. I don't know who's telling you that I did that, but, like, that's not true. And she was like, all right, you should probably come in then and, like, defend yourself, but apparently there's evidence that it was you. And I was like, I gotta go. Hung up the phone, got changed, showered, felt like crap went into the office and I like, no one said anything directly to me, but I could tell that everyone was thinking (laughs) something bad happened. And I was like, well, what's the evidence? Like what, what do they have that's proof? She was like, so apparently you went to have a cigarette outside during this party. Didn't know you smoked cigarettes. I was like, well, fine. Uh, you were smoking with one of the talent agents and you took her lighter, which was a very like, it was not like a Bic lighter. It was like a nicer lighter. Um, an identifiable lighter. (laughs) And, um, you then left, but then you came back and then you sort of disappeared in the restaurant for a while. And then you came up to me and you were like, I'm leaving. And then you left. And then no one ever saw you again. And after that, someone came out who worked at the restaurant and they spoke with the guy who, like, runs the office. Like, the office manager, basically. And it's like, there was an accident in our linen closet. Um, We think it may have been one of your employees. Um, You're all pretty drunk, so it likely was. And um, they were like, oh... Well, we have no way of telling who it was. Um, 
and the guy was like, oh, also, this was found next to a oh, pile of shit. No. It was and it was lighter. the lighter. So to this day, um, I still hold firm that it was not me who did that, because that is a heinous thing to do, truly. Um, but anything can happen. It's possible. Um, modern mystery. Modern mystery. But to wrap it up, over the weekend, I was like, I need to set this right and make everyone like me because this is a bad thing. I <laughs> randomly have all of these photos of everyone at the office wearing a hard, hard hat. hat. So I ended up making this video mm-hmm. that was essentially a slideshow of fun times that were had at this party. <laughs> all of these random people wearing this hard hat, like people that were fun people in the office, people who were like not fun people. Right. Um, but everyone's sort of coming together and collectively posing with their hard hat. Um, I set it to music. I think it was like the Beatles, Hard Day's Night. Um, made this like cool content piece and sent it to everyone like Monday morning first thing. And they were like, great video, so good, great job. And um, the shit is behind us. <laughs> That's how you moved forward. That's how I moved forward. Thank you so much to our guests for sharing their stories this week. For season two, I'm recording stories now. So if you have any stories about The Office, any at all, let me know. Email me at whatsworkingatmanagedbyq.com and follow us on Twitter at whatsworkingpod.com.